0: Hey, welcome to episode 386 of the Carbon Podcast. I'm Peter W. Dawson, and I'm not alone this time, right? Oh, all crap. right, all really? right.
1: <laughs> all right, yeah, oh. I'm here too.
0: <laughs> I don't know if they could take another episode where I don't shut the hell up about <laughs> wrestling. Well, more than usual. I mean, that's still going to happen, let's be real. Hey, it's uh, Emily Jarecki,
1: but... yeah, I'm here too.
0: Yeah. So, it's just the two of us, and you know what that means, Emily.
1: Song? No, <laughs> no, it means uh that you get to tell an extra long uh uh an extra good wrestling story today.
0: Yeah, we can get to that later. Uh, I'd like to backload it if I can. Oh, sure. Uh, so, yeah, this is episode three ninety-six, so we'll get to that. Um yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Chris is le-tired. I'm not even gonna make a joke because I don't like to run that Scientology thing into the ground too much. Plus, I already got my fill earlier on the Discord. <laughs> he
1: is le-tired, though. Yeah,
0: and I, I, I still can't get Jesse is la, la, dentist. <laughs> yeah.
1: la dentist. Yeah,
0: <laughs> la dentist. La <laughs> dentist. Actually, I heard a good portmanteau earlier today. It was a combination of exhausted and um, uh, what's the other one? Oh, crap. Exasperated. It's a combination of exhausted and exasperated. Exasperated.
1: Oh, that is a beautiful one. Yeah. Are you aware of um, it is now a trend uh, to try to create a portmanteau of your last name and your significant other's last name and when you marry just both of you change your names to this new last name.
0: Mm, well that's what Chris did. Uh not legally of course, because that no, screwed over no, no. Jesse with that's, his passport.
1: That's just a hyphenation. That's not the same thing.
0: Uh, uh, I'm saying there's no good portmanteau of those two surnames.
1: Oh that's that's true. Um that's and maybe actually Trown? kind of That's actually kind of the point that I was about to make, was that my married name is Jarecki, and my maiden name is Wolter, and there is just... Jolter is probably the closest it gets, and that is not good. Yeah, Wolrecki is another one you can consider. Or
0: Warrecki? Warrecki? yeah that's still not good that's that's better but yeah i i I was like initially when you came in here saying that i'm like no that can't be true yeah she doesn't know about her own name here let me explain <laughs> right. how it right, works
1: right. yeah but <laughs> and, uh, i've known some people who have had like really beautiful combinations and that's their married last name together now uh and it's like good for you guys but <laughs> Just, there's no way with Jarecki and Walter To make that beautiful <laughs>
0: yeah. And I'm seeing that And I apologize I, agree. I wanna... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, Friday night When we're recording this um, Let's open with some shameless plugs uh, The other podcast I do uh, The Pop Tower podcast With James Bullock, a uh, very talented man We talked about our favorite And least favorite video games of 2021 so we of course don't shut the hell up about Lost Judgment because yeah. And we also talked like about the GTA trilogy cuz he played a lot of that. Cuz he got that and he was like, "Oh, this will be fine." I'm like, "No, it's not." <laughs> and we talked about more about Resident Evil Village, you know, that just came out earlier in the year and a few others. We we probably talked um I think it was over a dozen games, so uh it's an hour long if you want to check that out. And Emily, you have a thing you're doing.
1: Yeah, so uh, I am getting a, a jump start on my extra life this year. And among many of the other things that I'm doing, I have started streaming regularly again. Uh, so I am streaming on Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv yellowtimer. I am streaming every Tuesday and Sunday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, Time So for all of you Kelowna people and other Pacific time zones, that would be starting at 3 p.m. And uh, yeah, we play a variety of games. I'm hoping to add a few more into the mix and do some fun stuff with it. Um, There is currently actually a uh, a way that you can uh, contribute cheaply on stream and torture me at the same time. Uh, which is that while I am streaming, if you do- donate at least $2 to My Extra Life, uh, it will notify me on screen, and uh, I have to sit and listen to Bananaphone play extremely loudly while uh, little bananas fall across the screen, which is great because some of the games that I play are relatively audio-dependent, And so I can't talk with my teammates well. I can't hear what's happening in the game. It's just.
0: So what we need to do is we need to find a game you can play that people can casually drop in on. Like if you can start a Stardew farm or something, we can maybe have people drop in sometime or something. Like I just started playing Raft with a few friends of mine too. And that's a good one for that too. Or a Valheim, maybe a Valheim server. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I do have Valheim. Um, Although I have Let to know admit if you do that. I do kind of like the idea though that at least some of the games I'm playing sound is maybe important and so you can purposely mess with my gameplay by by yeah. donating to me.
0: Well, I mean communication is important in these games too and it's like sure. if, it's a, if it's a more casual thing I can commit to helping out or other people can probably c- casually sure. commit cuz Chris has been meaning to play Valheim for a while too cuz yeah, I we gifted could, that to him.
1: We could do a group server like that would be fun.
0: Yeah, just let me know. I'd I'd be interested in that. Yeah, I'd have to come up with another name because my what were my character names? Magnus Hard Rock. Oh, what was the other <laughs> one? Because you know it's like it's like right. Viking inspired, but just slightly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because then of course I opened the 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 potion stand, which I call it the Hard Rock Cafe. Right. Right. Because of course I did.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, why would you? Uh,
0: yeah. Um. But no, that's something that I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. if... Yeah, we can see what happens there, because I'm getting into that type of thing. And I got weekends off now, so... In general, although... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <dear>. so... <laughs> I got some breaking news. Oh, yeah? Local news. I, I didn't put this on the topic list, but I should probably talk about it. Um, So I can't mention... Man, Kelowna Airport cannot catch a break. <laughs> oh,
1: no. What's happening now?
0: <laughs> okay, so, so to recap, in the last few months... Canada's been hit with snowstorm after snowstorm to the point where multiple highways have been destroyed. Now, thankfully, one of them is pretty much the major one, the the Coquihalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've that's heard that the that one that one
1: one can, was back. That one's pretty yeah.
0: pretty much back to normal now. Yeah. Uh, not a hundred percent because they still have to like I think they still have to add a couple more lanes. So I think it's one lane traffic each way at one point. Which is not great, because this is normally a three-lane minimum highway. Right. Like, there's a couple of spots where it's two, but not that particular stretch is all three. Mm. Um, And, yeah, that connects the City of Hope and the City of Merit. which, fun trivia, Hope is where they actually filmed the, the uh, first Blood, the first Rambo movie.
1: Okay.
0: I think I've mentioned that trivia before, but I thought that was just, since we're talking about that, I might as well drop that mm. local trivia. Yes. Canada Trivia! Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> Learning There's Canada with Emily.
0: Yes, and every he, once in a while, Yeah. We yeah.
1: You were often the uh, one dropping all of the heritage minutes and stuff like that for me. So. Yeah.
0: I figured you might enjoy it. I <laughs> do. I love them. <laughs> I know. Just in interesting idiosyncrasy, uh, whatever of our culture, Idiosyncrasies That's the word yep, I couldn't pronounce. That's the one. Uh, I just needed a minute. And yeah, so, and then there was all these flight delays with the weather, just like oh. shutting it down. Like I think I told the story how WestJet lost my pants. Yeah. But um, yeah, so apparently at around four o'clock today, a smaller plane. I'm going to say Cessna, just because when I think smaller plane, I think Cessna. Okay. You know, it's it's <laughs> it not every not small plane is a Cessna,
1: be, but it's yeah.
0: Well, it's like assuming a good fuel-efficient sedan is a Honda Civic. It's, right, right. Odds. <laughs> sure. You know, it could be a Ford Focus. It could be some, a Kia of some kind, I suppose. Sure. But it's, like, it's a good guess. Uh, apparently, it crashed. <laughs> like, while while it was trying to land or take off or something. Like, it sounds like the plane didn't explode or anything. So, as far as I'm aware, there's no fatalities. Sure. But there was probably injuries. Pretty, I was going
1: to say, that's still pretty serious, though.
0: Yeah, well, cause yeah, it's the yeah plane slides off runway. So oh, <laughs> hey Emily, I called it. The headline flat out says a says Cessna no, 172. <laughs> Nailed it. I just oh my god.
1: I, I was gonna say I was just about to look it up. You were.
0: Yep, it of slid off the runway. It just slid, yeah, so it slid off. So the plane okay. probably got trashed, mm-hmm. but hopefully injuries are minor. Um. Uh, oh, good. And there's another outbreak at the hospital Right. The COVID again. <laughs> well, this is literally a day after the previous outbreak was oh, declared over.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: this is happening. This
1: is why we can't have nice things.
0: <laughs> this is the same day our government was like, okay, we're going to look at starting to lift restrictions right. around the third week of February. And I'm just like, cool. But, I um, mean, because sh- our numbers are going down. It's just slowly.
1: I'm just looking up because I know that we have been on the downturn, but for a while there, we were second highest in cases per capita in the country. Our county was the second highest. There was only like that is one... impressive considering
0: yeah. Florida and Texas exist.
1: Uh, Texas had uh, the county with number one, but the fact yep. that Cuyahoga was second was. Alarming to say the least. Over anywhere Um, (laughs) in Florida. (laughs) Right, yeah, literally anywhere in Florida.
0: And I think we've mentioned this, you know, there are early plans to potentially meet up in Florida for Extra Life United. Yeah,
1: we're still kind of feeling out details and gathering information and seeing if Phil's uh, Airbnb is going to roll over or not. So we're we're still working out Mm. all the details and playing it by ear. I had um, at least a
0: couple of backup plans. I like the one I have, but I would prefer the Airbnb if we can do it. Yeah. I, I, I just am, like, so happy to have that backup. I'm like, it won't be ideal, but that's a good backup.
1: So to give you an idea, it looks like our peak most recently for this most recent outbreak was re- really started going up, like, in October and then became, like, a sharp upturn near, like, mid to late December uh, we it looks like we hit peak uh, on January 13th so it hasn't been super long uh, but on that day we were at 30,000 new confirmed cases in Ohio so that's for the entire state And now, uh, let's see here, I'm seeing reports for 9,000, 9,000, 4,000, although I am looking, it says for the 26th that there were 32,000, which is actually higher than previous. I don't know if that spike is accurate, seeing as the day before is like, 4,000, um, or if we're about to see another surge, so, but at least the good news is that it has been, uh, headed, uh, back down, so we'll see how it goes, though, just staying home.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully everything works out. All right, Chris, edit out that sneeze, please.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure Discord well, it's gonna be on your Audacity recording, that's right. Well, I muted it so Ah, okay.
0: But now we're talking about a sneeze which people didn't hear, so it's like But Leave you it know in. Chris is lazy. Enhance it. <laughs> Speaking of lazy, uh call one eight hundred cab wazzle. That's right. Uh sorry, it's one eight three three two 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 one zero nine one That is the name. That is the the name. That is the number to call if you wish to be featured at the end of the podcast. Uh, Assuming Chris isn't so asleep, he uh, forgets to check.
1: I was going to say, assuming that Chris actually checks his voicemail, because I already got a complaint that uh, someone didn't get their message listened to.
0: Chris, this is your wake up call. (laughs) <laughs> I'm tempted to slip in the number that must not be named, but I don't want to give him more work to do in the morning.
1: You know, it is always uh, a question, how far do you harass Chris before it just is mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know I try to I try to draw the line somewhere. Like the only time I've generally gotten like there's like two times I've gotten genuinely frustrated with him I was one when he wouldn't stop talking when I think he was drunk, so it's like, okay, I'm getting annoyed at a <laughs> drunk man. And, of course, the last one, because it was like, Chris, do you have Alzheimer's? <laughs> like, that was the thing that was frustrating. I'm like, it's like, you, yeah, he just seemed to forget everything we talked about. And I'm sure he was partially playing that up, and I'm like, I'm genuinely worried about your memory there, my guy. So, of course, now I'm posting, um, uh, what do you call it, Find, Finding uh, Nemo memes. But it's like the jokes we make about Jamie being illiterate. She's definitely not illiterate, but because he... <laughs> lovingly reads stories to her, we have to uh, joke that... uh, That's just what he
1: wants you to think. We all know that Chris is the illiterate one, and he's trying to cover his own butt.
0: Yeah, no, she reads to him. Yes. Yes, let's flip the narrative. Yes. Uh, It's fine. He's listening to this. If he doesn't want something (laughs) there mentioned, he'll bleep that out, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes, we're gonna make him work on a Saturday. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, yeah, so the plan- this, that plane crash, which is what we were originally talking about, yeah, that really screwed things up, uh, to say the least. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So, I, uh, I was going to say, you had a couple things to talk about. Yeah. I didn't I, have much else, so go on.
1: I had actually replaced one of them uh, with uh, with the other, and now I'm realizing... We don't have so much going on that I can't talk about both because they're both pretty brief. Uh, so mm. the first one is, uh, and I'll, I'll try to slip in Jesse's uh, suggested topic as well because I've done a little bit more reading. Um, I apologize, Jesse, if I missed anything important. Anyways, uh, first one I want to bring up, uh, which just, it's just one of those it's dumb on all ends But it just kind of tickled me. Uh, The latest uh, Tucker Carlson rant uh, Mm. is about the changing of the M&M cartoons. Uh, Specifically, M&M's is basically said that they're trying to make their M&M's more inclusive and representative of their customers. And that included uh, toning down the female m and to try to make them, uh, a little less overtly, uh, female. Like, the, the brown m M&M now has shorter high heels, um, the green m M&M, instead of having heels at all, has sneakers, uh, first of all, uh, let's be real here, no one asked for this, no one needed this, no one should really care. <laughs> like like, I'm okay if they want to change their MMs or keep their MMs. I could not care less. <laughs> um kudos on you, I suppose, for trying to be representative, but they're cartoon Ms. I don't care. Um But uh basically Tucker Carlson, of course, had to go on a rant about how they are just completely trying to androgynize all cartoons and it's uh going to get to they won't be satisfied until uh you're uh completely turned off and would never want to take one out for drinks which was actually something he said um so of course he is being mercilessly mean to death online <laughs> for being attracted to Ms.
0: so it's kink shame <laughs> but i mean <laughs> Fuck that racist hard.
1: I, I was going to say, it's not so much that I'm for kink shaming, I'm just for Tucker Carlson shaming, so. <laughs> eh,
0: um Fuck that piece of shit, he takes up too much the mind and the consciousness.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, but it still just tickled me, and I just felt like I had to share uh, and further uh, <laughs> spread the good news that Tucker Carlson is in love with um, cartoon pieces of candy, so. Uh, similarly, uh... uh, He does
0: like some colored things, it turns out.
1: uh, Um, similarly, uh... And he
0: wants them in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, I feel slightly uncomfortable making that joke. (laughs) The first part, not the second part. The second part I'm proud of. That's right.
1: As you should. (laughs) Um, so... The, the second part of this is similarly uh, more idiots in the news sort of a thing. Uh, it is the uh, hashtag, uh, the trending hashtag of hashtag ambushed with a cake, uh, which essentially the story behind being ambushed with a cake was uh, Boris Johnson was recently criticized for um, supposedly having a birthday party at his office, uh, at which point I guess some of his aides and stuff stepped in and basically were like, no, 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 it wasn't a party. We basically just, at the end of the workday, ambushed him with a cake and, you know, had, it. you know, people just had some cake and left. It wasn't even a thing, you know, it wasn't a party. And, because of course, you know, they're still in lockdown and so... He shouldn't be having a party. Uh, And uh, basically, the news, the media, basically said, Okay, but weren't people invited? Like, weren't there invitations to this cake ambush? (laughs) And they were basically like, Yeah, but it's really more like being ambushed with a cake. So, of course, the internet went crazy. And uh, there are some pretty hilarious things trending under hashtag ambushed with a cake. Uh, Even more, uh, I actually just got an update before (laughs) before podcast started. Uh, Even more Mm -hmm. ridiculously, uh, the police were essentially asked, uh, why aren't you doing anything about this um, because they are prohibited from doing this the police answer was apparently uh, we do not investigate retroactive crimes Hmm. which of course uh, is laughable because uh, most crimes that you investigate are retroactive like (laughs) I feel like yeah that's an interesting
0: way of phrasing that
1: I feel like if you like, like, were leaving a bank with a bag full of money, and the cop showed up, would you be like, "Ah, you can't do anything. I'm not actively robbing the bank anymore. It's in the past. Just let it go." Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so the whole thing's been kind of wild, which, you know. All over basically what is, no, you got caught. you shouldn't have you know had a little celebration and I get it. We're all frustrated with all the things that we can't be doing or shouldn't be doing right now in pandemic, but uh, you're just mad because you're not the exception to the rule.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: so so anyways, those those are my two uh, uh, saucy news articles, I guess that I had to share.
0: Uh, yep. Oh, I had one more news item I wanted to talk oh, about, because yeah, this ahead. is potentially going to be troubling it. news tomorrow. Hopefully not. Hopefully everything is cool, and it's, well, as cool as it can be, it's, yeah. it's I still don't. So there's a truck convoy, which has been going from Vancouver all the way to Ottawa. They're due to arrive in Ottawa tonight, I think, or something, or today, uh, tomorrow, uh, as of when this podcast comes out. Like, they're, they're going to have a big thing in Ottawa on the, tw- on the 29th, which is Saturday tomorrow, as of this recording. Uh, and this thing has been plagued with problems. Uh, of course, first of all, the saucy memes, because they're protesting the vaccine mandates for truckers, which, by the way, imply this. Which is both Canada, the United States, and Mexico. And also, you've heard about this. Oh, because apparently the mainstream media won't cover it.
1: Yeah, right? Not
0: true. No. Not true.
1: Because I know I mean, there are also of... in-person, like, protests going on, and that's actually yeah. kind of how I heard about it was through that and people talking about the convoy that's happening simultaneously, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, the coverage has been dunking on them quite a bit, but, I mean, it has been fairly <laughs> as, easy.
1: As you should. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I mean, well, yeah, even if you should or not, because, of course, it's like, you know, 90% of truckers are vaccinated. A lot of the major trucker organizations are like, yeah, we don't condone this. Right. Uh, And, of course, they're like, you won't speak for us, which I'm like, you know, fair enough. I mean, you know, I'm sure people would be annoyed if the the NRA tried to speak for them. But that's something different because, I mean, they don't represent a majority of uh, gun owners. And, like, the trucker organization, I believe, represents a majority of truckers in Canada. Okay. So slightly different things. But I'm just, you know, I'm trying to context this a bit. Sure, sure. Uh, and yeah, of course they're saying, oh, we're truckers for freedom or something like that. And this has led to saucy memes like hashtag, uh, what was it? Truck Clucks clan. Oh, like Jesus. then, uh, there was the Karen convoy. The Karen uh, there's a, convoy. there's a bunch of, there was a lot, there was a lot like that. Yeah. yeah. There's a few other good ones. Leave um, it to the
1: internet to find great names for things.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so of course those have been trending for a while. Uh, A lot of people with generally shit opinions have been covering this, and people were like, oh, I don't... What's wrong with freedom? It's like, it's... uh.
1: (laughs) Uh, As someone who's American, I can tell you too much focus on personal freedoms is absolutely a bad thing. And in particular, I mean, it's elsewhere as well, obviously, but I feel like in particular in America, it is heralded as, like, the thing that we do the best or have the most of or whatever, which, first of all, isn't true, but secondly, is dangerous and not something that we should really be proud of, even if it were true. (laughs) Because uh, at some point it starts dipping into, you know, the safety and well-being of others.
0: Yeah. Uh, So that all happened, and of course they had a GoFundMe, Mm-hmm. Which ended up raising a fair bit of money, but it's run by people with known connections to white supremacists, you know, the usual the usual suspects. So they're mm-hmm. like, Okay, this money's probably gonna be a grift, so go fund me, investigate it. I think they shut it down temporarily. I think it is actually back up, but there's of course a part where they used Proton Mail, which is usually a red flag Proton sure. Mail are the who emails uses... for people who can...
1: <laughs> Who uses Proton mail for things other than scams and stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a whole thing, so it's like, mm, a lot of red flags there, mm-hmm. and of course, some of the trucks have Confederate flags, which, I, you know, you could maybe make the heritage argument in the United States, although I still think that's bullshit. Yeah, it's it's, like,
1: it's still bullshit, even if you live in Georgia, but, like, when you live yeah. in, like, you know... BC or Ottawa or (laughs) somewhere like well in Canada
0: there's no (laughs) historical reason for that to be okay you were just flat out trying to be like I'm a racist or flat out trying to just troll people I'm like it's like it's
1: the same you're flying an internationally
0: recognized symbol of hate
1: or it's the same thing with like
0: um it's literally used by by like neo-Nazi organizations where swastikas are banned
1: I uh. It's sort of like I—I was really fascinated with the whole thing of there's like a whole group of Canadians that are super pro Trump, and I'm like, look, I know that like neighboring countries obviously affect each other, but oh. like, you're not even American. Like, why are you yeah. so invested
0: in this? Like, oh no, there's been there's been Trump bumper stickers and stuff too, and it's just like, really, what? this just happened in a in, in a town that was uh, where a, a restaurant was famously anti-vax and eventually, of course, got shut down by the health authority. I say And they're putting up like pro-Trump signs. I'm like, why? <laughs> just uh it's just it's so dumb when it's cross-border like that.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: Anyway, so yeah, hopefully this works out fine and it's just people bitching which you know it's I'm not gonna pretend that shut up go get your thing scanned is fine but like the extreme antithesis of that whole conversation always goes just very dumb often very racist often very bigoted very quickly and it's it is kind of unfortunate because I would like to see rational arguments but they just don't happen yeah (laughs) because I mean even if even if the people exist, which they do, which they do, but even like the people who try to be reasonable usually end up becoming, coming off like pieces of shit. Or and it
1: quickly no longer becomes a question for them. I'm not going to lie. No. When I very first heard about the vaccine coming out, I similarly kind of had the idea of like, wow, this seems really fast. Like, yeah, which is fair. Know, and I, you know, I was kind of like, how how reliable is this vaccine? How much testing has been done? You know, reasonable things you might want to ask about something like that. And I did a little bit of research and found out that there's a lot of very good reasons why it went as fast as it did that are completely legitimate, and that it wait, followed wait, wait. all of the protocols that it would normally have to for a vaccine.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You did your own research. I did. And And you still don't agree with those assholes? (laughs) That's right. What?
1: (laughs) It's like I can read a medical paper or something.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's because you're just reading, like you know, people who know what they're talking about.
1: This can't stop me. I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) This sign can't Uh, stop me. I can't read.
0: (laughs) I I don't know if this podcast is on Spotify, but I think we're supposed to cancel it now. Whatever.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, a... I heard about that whole thing as well. That's yeah, Neil just...
0: Young asked to be asked to be kicked off Spotify <laughs> if they didn't kick off Joe Rogan. And I mean, they spent way too much money on Joe Rogan to just casually kick him off. But I mean, Neil Young, you, like you know, you want to? He's definitely got the older audience mm-hmm. of the two. Yeah. I mean, you know, not that Joe Rogan's audience is the youngest batch of folks, but he's got some. He's got some youngest. I think. I think the median age for his show was like thirty-eight or something like that. So. Hmm. It's, you know, but Neil Young, the average age is, like, I want to say, fifty five or something like that. I remember I saw the stats the other day. I'm like, I was gonna yeah, say that
1: certainly sounds about right as far as you know, just I mean,
0: I, I mean, the only way Rogan could be more attractive is if he was attracting female listeners eighteen to thirty five on mass, which I don't believe he is. I mean, he's got he's got a fair number of female listeners. I'm gonna say he's like, oh, he's only for angry old men. Right, gonna... right, right, right. <laughs> It'd be easier if I could just say that, but but I you also know, get but... that,
1: like, just you know, what your content is, who it appeals to, you know, it yeah. doesn't mean that you're not going to attract anyone outside of your main de- demographic, mm. but you're probably yeah. going to have a uh, an audience, you know.
0: Maybe if Taylor type. Swift has to come off Spotify, that would work. I think you're still popular with that demo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sa- I would say that because that's probably... like the demo
0: that is considered to have the most buying power. This is why this I'm not just, you know, saying something casually gender specific, I'm just saying No,
1: like, no, no. But that is... sounds about right. Um Right. I I'm actually I'm thinking, you know, especially like I feel like if you could get a few people, if you could get like Taylor Swift, Katy Perry. Um I'm trying to think of I have else. no idea what
0: Nicki Minaj's listening demo is.
1: Lady Gaga <sighs> is probably still Billy Eilish probably. Yeah, Billy Eilish. Yeah. You could probably get a few of them banded together to do the same thing. Probably have yeah, a if they bigger. did that,
0: they might be able to do that. But, yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know. I have to admit, I just... I feel like, individually, if I had to pick one, I think you're right that Taylor Swift is probably going to be the, the top demographic. For, you know, for pulling that particular demographic.
0: Just with female fans. Let's see... <laughs>
1: What a strange thing to Google.
0: <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and BTS. That would be a good one. Oh
1: BTS, yeah.
0: I cannot believe I didn't think of BTS. <laughs> Especially after I ate their sauce.
1: <laughs>
0: Man, that sauce was terrible. We mentioned that before. Oh god. <laughs> uh, I'm glad it wasn't hyped up like the Szechuan sauce was, because like that that was terrible. <laughs> it didn't help that we weren't eating it on nuggets, but even on nuggets, they can't have been good. Yeah. Because, like, I did it on, like, pretzels and stuff, and I'm like, well, this is terrible.
1: Yeah. I, I know, like, everyone was all, like, crazed about it around the whole, like, Rick and Morty thing with McDonald's. And <laughs> I had a friend who, like, came to an event at one point that we were holding. And at the time, he was a manager at uh, McDonald's, and he was just like, here. Like, some places are completely going out of them. And we just have a bunch, and no one seems to care. He <laughs> just dumped a bunch on us. And we were all just like, great, I don't care.
0: <laughs> like... uh, it happens. So, yep. alright. I have I, uh, a wrestling tip.
1: Should I give Jesse's thing as well? In fact, there's oh, a relatively yeah, he... good tie-in. <laughs>
0: I guess. I Speaking guess. Yeah. Considering what we've talked about, we should probably talk about this real quick. Because Jesse mentioned this to us like right before the podcast yes. started. Poor Jesse uh,
1: is a uh, uh,
0: American Jesse rec- is the is the car- is the person who tells the story. Correct. I'm joking. It's just something about the way he looked in that video and the way he talks. So, uh, uh, so <laughs> yeah. So okay.
1: Jesse could not make it tonight. He is uh, in. He's having the mouth hurting. Uh, it's exactly 2.30 mm. for him at the moment. Um, this I will is not why you apologize. don't swallow,
0: swallow watermelons whole.
1: <laughs> See, kids? This is the problem. Uh, so, Ezra Miller, who is the uh, an American actor who is currently a star on The Flash, I believe, currently, uh, has... Uh, he he. Basically, he made an Instagram video in which he's calling out a particular North Carolina chapter of the Ku Klux Klan, but yep. in a rather cryptic way, for you know why I'm talking about sort of stuff, uh, yep. and then suggest that they should kill themselves with their own guns. Or that he could make it happen for them. And it has everyone uh, pretty spicy online. <laughs> People are yep. trying to decipher what specifically the reasoning is because he does kind of allude that it's more than just specifically your racist jerks and, you know, shouldn't be racist jerks uh but more so specifically like there is something specific that that group did that they should be aware of um and uh yeah so people are trying to figure out what the cryptic message is some people are really excited that he has uh you know, said this stuff because they're like, yeah, this is what celebrity activism should look like. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm quite that uh, uh, excited to jump to, yes, we should uh, encourage people to make death threats, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, or, or
0: encourage people to kill themselves.
1: Uh, I mean, that I, either yeah. I'm not going to in
0: any way defend the Ku Klux Klan, but no, more I, analyze um, the nature of what he said.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... I'm not saying that uh, I support the Ku Klux Klan or that those people don't need severe, severe change in their lives. But maybe death is not the option we should be looking at. Um, so anyways... Wait,
0: you're saying death is not the option? Okay. Yeah. Well, I know.
1: Funny so, how that works, right?
0: So this has been a dark episode. I think I need to... Give you some joy by telling you about one of my favorite wrestling storylines of all time.
1: Is it time to rumble?
0: Yes, it is time to rumble. Let's do this. Let's get something
1: much happier than all of this news that I dumped on us today.
0: Yeah, I need to tell you about uh, one of the the main reasons AEW fans love AEW. So to recap, AEW, just to remind you, is All Elite Wrestling. And this storyline I'm about to go to is one of the most important storylines in the history of the, of the entire company. Which, granted, has only existed since 2019, but... So this starts with a young man named Hangman Adam Page. Okay. Uh, he is from Halifax, Virginia. His name, of course, is not actually Adam Page, but that's another thing. So his ring name for a, a time was just Adam Page, which is a good wrestling name. Sure. And at some point, he joined up with the group known as the Bullet Club, which are foreign wrestlers primarily, and they invade New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, they're like, the, they're like the evil foreigner faction within New Japan. Okay. Although um, they do have a fair number of Japanese guys in there who are just like, so they're I also like the jerks. Do think I and
1: recognize cheap. him? Mm. I looked up a picture because. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you now provide videos of stuff, so I'm starting yeah. to like try to. Keep well, because he's got
0: sense. one of my favorite s- gags in uh, AEW as well. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll touch on that. So, but like the whole thing is when he joined up with the uh, Bullet Club, uh, there was another guy there called um, Adam Cole, okay. so they needed to differentiate him, which is how he became Hangman Adam Page, right? Okay. <laughs> to help differentiate yeah, yeah. him. Uh, so the bullet club also had a presence in ring of honor. And this is where he got his main taste of success, where he was the three man, the trio tag team champion, which is like, it's a, it's a three man tag team because mm-hmm. they have, this is a popular thing outside of um, North America in particular. Well, not just North America, like Japan does this, Mexico does this. It's the trios tag okay. team, right? Yeah. yeah. And he was, he was a trio tag team champion with the young bucks, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson. Uh, who are who are also members of the Bullet Club, and so Hangman, along with Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, they all became key founding members of All Elite Wrestling because okay. they'd all been major stars in New Japan as well as Ring of Honor, uh, in particular New Japan for um, Kenny. Hangman had kind of gone back and forth along with the Young Bucks, Cody as well. Although Cody had been doing more in Japan, so at the start of 2019, they decided, okay, we're going to make our own wrestling company. They got in touch with a guy named Tony Khan, whose family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, and they own some uh, football clubs as well, I believe. They're they're big sports guys, and Tony okay. Khan was like, "I'm going to make a wrestling company," <laughs> and they're like, "Sounds good. We'll be your guys." So the big storyline, of course, is in the first year of the company, okay, we need to see somebody to be our first world champion. So how do we do this? So they decided the first world championship would be decided based on the results of two matches. The first contender would be the winner between Kenny Omega, considered at the time to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. He was going to take on Chris Jericho, who was the shocking founding member of AEW. Nobody saw it coming, but like Chris Jericho... I don't know how much of an introduction I need to make for him. He's been around for over well over 25 years at this point, I think 30 years. He was a major star in WCW in the mid to late 90s when he came to the WWF in 1999. It was a huge de- like he debuted in WWF having a promo battle with The Rock.
1: Okay. Wow. And he held his <laughs> own. <laughs> That's incredible. And it
0: also it also led to one of the more memorable because uh, Chris Jericho comes out with a big thing, says so like, "I'm Chris Jericho," and then the Rock, Rock just kind of sits there for a few for a few months. And he's like, "You, you come out here, you interrupt Rock. What is your name?" Chris Jericho's like, "Did you not see?" But and then Rock's like, "It doesn't matter what your name is." And you know that led to that famous catchphrase. A lot of that stuff happened. Um, so Jericho kind of a big deal. So those two had a match, and the other one would be decided by the winner of a battle royal. Uh, Hangman was kind of the odd man out because, like I mentioned, he hadn't won titles. Now, the Young Bucks had won multiple tag team titles at this point. Kenny Omega had recently been world champion in New Japan. Cody had been their New Japan's United States champion. It's a thing. They have a U.S. championship even though they're based in Japan. Presumably, it's mostly for foreigners, but then it hasn't also always been won by foreigners, you know. Like, Kenny Omega's Canadian, but he had the U.S. title at one point, too. Okay. <laughs> Don't don't read too much into it. <laughs> WWE does the same thing, uh, and so the winner of the battle royal ended up being Hangman Adam Page, and everyone's like, "Wait, what? This green ass trio never been a solo dude is gonna be potentially be the first world champion?" And uh, Jericho ended up beating Kenny Omega, so the Inaugural title match was Jericho versus Omega, a- a- Adam Page, and everyone's like, "This guy is not worthy." Like this was the the, the thing on Reddit. This was popular Consult. and Hankman's like, "You know what? No, I am worthy. I will make this happen." And then he loses. Chris Jericho becomes champion. Immediately, invents a new catchphrase by saying he's going to celebrate with a little bit of the bubbly, and a- and Adam Page is sad. <laughs> So Adam Page needs to figure out what to do. So he, he and Kenny Omega are both trying to pick up the pieces after both losing to Chris Jericho. Things don't entirely go their way for a bit because they end up losing to a couple other dastardly foes. But then, like, hey, you know what? We're friends. We're in this group called The Elite. It's all elite wrestling. The clue is in the name. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page are like, let's become a tag team see how this works because we're not making it work as singles champions they end up winning the tag team titles like a few months later okay so it's like oh wow it's great but the problem is adam even even though he he's won kenny is like super happy about this but adam's like insecure because he's now living in kenny omega's shadow as like the weaker half of the tag team supposedly and then the young bucks become the number one contenders to the tag titles Leading to one of the best matches AEW has put together so far. This was at Revolution 2020. It was uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks for the tag titles. It's a very good match to watch, even if you're not really a wrestling fan, because the storyline is two groups of friends fighting each other. Hmm. So they're all ostensibly good guys. Sure. But over the course of the match, you see, in particular, the Young Bucks get very frustrated that they can't, they, the established tag team, the winningest tag team, can't put away this upstart tag team of their <laughs> former friends, and the whole time uh, they've been kind of busting Hangman's balls for being a bit of an alcoholic, and uh, it's been a whole like. And this led to actually another great thing: it was where the captions for when wrestlers come out, mm-hmm. they usually have like a fun fact or something like that. For some reason, almost immediately with Hangman and Page, they started making fun of him. <laughs> oh no! Like one of the one, one of them was has been drinking. <laughs> Another one called him an anxious millennial cowboy. Oh
1: boy!
0: And it just goes on and on from there. There's one where I think it was like has lost all sense of time. <laughs> like it just kept it just kept ribbing him again and again. Uh, but yeah, they ended up beating the young bucks in that, and so they were going along as a tag team. But the entire time, it's clear Hangman's kind of been the insecure one in the team while omega is like you know just trying to keep the family together right (laughs)
1: right sure
0: so then eventually there's another um match between where like it's an elimination battle royal between tag teams and the winners will get a shot at the tag titles and the final teams in the ring are the young bucks and a team called ftr which stands for, like, 12 different things, because it was supposed to be one thing, and then they couldn't get the rights to it, so they kind of made it a running gag. What does FTR stand for? Because, <laughs> like, it was supposed to be... Uh, they were supposed to just be called The Revival, but then they okay. couldn't be called that, and then okay, they are supposed yeah. to be called The Revolt. And so it became, like, Fear the Revolt, and then it's, like, Fuck the Revolt, and, you know, so on <laughs> and so forth. It stands for whatever you want it to at this right. point. And they... And it comes to them and the young bucks and hangman ends up helping the young bucks get eliminated because he like he doesn't want to fight his friends again and the and the f t r gets in his head about that because <laughs> they're like capitalizing on hangman being the weakest link there sure this leads to a match between f t r and Kenny and um hangman and no shock hangman gets pinned that's how they lose the tag titles f t r wins and now Kenny is like done with hangman he's like you you've you've screwed this all up you've pissed off the young bucks you've pissed me off we're done with you they just cut him out of his life sad (laughs) so then it becomes a state of denial for hangman where it's like no no the elite's fine we're all fine we're all still friends i'll prove it i'll 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 go and i'll win this world title tournament to prove that we're fine (laughs) oh what's who's in the opposing bracket oh kenny omega oh i have to face kenny omega in the finals we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> so he's in the sad state of de- denial, which leads to Kenny Omega versus Adam Page to see who can challenge for the world title. By this point, it's not uh, Chris Jericho anymore as champion. It's uh, John Moxley. Not super relevant for this. Uh, Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Kenny Omega is now newly determined, clearly like out for blood, tired of the tag team mentality. He's like, I'm going to be the badass I've always wanted to be. Right. And the badass I know I am, and we all, Hangman's like, "Please, we're still friends, right?" <laughs> so Please, friend. have a good match, but it's it, the, the storyline of that match is Omega just has Adam's number; he knows every trick, and he's willing to beat him. Whereas Hangman's like, "No, don't hurt me, friend." And he's like, "And he's like, I'm gonna, I am i do not have friends anymore, cool. right?" <laughs> Burn. It's, it's it's essentially what what happens there, right? <laughs> so Omega wins, and then. No shock, Omega ends up winning the title. And because he's now ruthless, he has turned heel in the process. Cheating cheating to win, although he's still a great match. Uh, he's now got the Young... And then the Young Bucks end up also turning heel. The Young Bucks win the world tag titles off FTR. So you know, they're, they're, they're now the tag champions and the world champion. And they're like, Ah, we're all together. We're the elite. We're the only ones that matter. And Hangman's like, Wait. <laughs> so... So in Hangman's lowest moment, enter the world's friendliest cult, the Dark Order. They're called the Dark Order. They were originally supposed to be, you know, an evil cult. Stuff happened. That's a whole other sad, that's a very depressing conversation. But the long and short of it is they became good guys eventually because of what happened. And they just tried to be there for Hangman when he needed friends but hangman <laughs> had recently lost all his friends again they're a cult called the dark order and they're his sure. yeah yeah <laughs> which is they, they work so good as like comedy good guys though it's great oh yeah <laughs> like some of the like um one of the members of the dark order john silver he introduced the mario kart segment on our extra life so whenever that video comes up which i'm going to presume is sometime late in the year because you know it takes a long time to edit I joke finally, but I understand. It takes a long time, Jesse. Don't worry. <laughs> if you're listening, I understand. I'll say finally, but I understand. <laughs> and, um... It was saying, yeah. So... <laughs> uh... Hangman's like, I don't know if I can have friends again anymore, man. Because, like, my friends... Everything's just... Uh, uh, my life's falling apart. So then he ends up instead getting tempted by Matt Hardy. Who at the time is running a very obviously corrupt business office where he's like oh be your manager and here's this contract yeah yeah dr- keep drinking and then don't pay attention to this paper you're signing <laughs> like that's his business tactics right there <laughs> this leads to hangman realizing matt hardy's trying to use him and they end up having a match uh a big money match where the winner gets the opponent's q1 earnings <laughs> which is one of the funniest stipulations I've heard right. in a match that, like, isn't entirely insane. It's not like, oh, the winner gets the sh- the bottle of lube on a pole. Right, right. Because that is a thing that has happened before. <laughs> but that's just like, why? Right, Like, yeah. this one's like, okay, it's a big money match where the winner gets the opponent's money. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to call it Q1 earnings, but, you know, that is a real thing. And during the match, the Dark Order come out to back hangman up as because matt hardy's got a whole goon squad of his own mm-hmm. so it's like you know it's a whole mode and, and then he's like you know what dark order we're friends after all uh, i'm not gonna officially join your weird cult thing that you're doing but we're friends now Ugh, hangman you know it's adorable yeah and so the storyline keeps going and then they build up to the next pay-per-view hangman looks like he's going to be the number one contender kenny omega is still champion at this point And Hangman loses a match to Brian Cage. Okay. And how he loses seems a bit suspect. And the storyline becomes clear. Oh, Hangman self-sabotaged. He was afraid of becoming the number one contender. Mm. Because he doesn't want to fight Kenny again. Mm. So the the sort of mini storyline there is he has to get his win back over Brian Cage. Ah. Leads to another... (laughs) Needs to another excellent match.
1: Wrestling psychology uh, 101.
0: <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> this is why I love the storyline, right? Uh, needs to another excellent match. Okay, so now he's beaten Brian Cage. He's firmly the number one contender. Kenny Omega's still champion. He still is, like, not talking about it. Mm-hmm. So what happens? The Dark Order are like, hey, you should you should uh, set yourself up for for a number one contender match to challenge Kenny Omega. And he's like, hey, he's like, I didn't ask you to do that. was like, no, but you're ready, Adam. We believe in you. He's like, but I don't. He's like, no, we believe in you. <laughs> so eventually, Kenny and the, and the Elite are like, you, you got you clowns. You think you can beat us? All right, tell you what, we'll have a big tag team match, five on five elimination. It'll be the Elite versus the Dark Order and Adam Page. And if you guys lose, you can't you you forfeit your chance at title shots because the dark order would have also potentially had tag team title shot which led to a video i showed you and i highly recommend people look up which is the entrances for this five-on-five elimination match between the dark order and the elite where the dark order and hangman adam page all came out dressed as cowboys and it's kind of awesome and then, meanwhile, the elite came out dressed as the frickin' Tune Squad from from Space Jam. You
1: sent me the video for that one.
0: Yes, I did. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was it's a the most ridiculous. And um, yeah, the the Cowboys Tune Squad definitely got the short end of the stick on that one. Their entrance was yeah. just uh, it was it, lackluster. Well...
0: Well, they're on TNT, which is part of Warner Media now, or something like that. Okay. They're part of Warner Media is the point, so they were tying into this Space Jam, and I'm I'm sure everyone in the Elite were fans of the original Space Jam anyway. Uh,
1: I will tell you, though, it's not going to help. No one cares about the new Space Jam.
0: (laughs) No. It was not good.
1: I still haven't seen it.
0: Yeah. So the big thing is, you know, the Dark Order's been rallying around Hangman trying to get him to believe in himself. They Mm -hmm. face the Elite. They should win, right? Sure. They don't.
1: Dun-dun-dun!
0: <laughs> There's two very important reasons. One, Hangman doesn't fully believe in himself yet. You know, it was his mm. friends encouraging him. But he still doesn't believe in himself. does not believe
1: in the heart of the cards.
0: <laughs> two, in real life, Hangman was about to become a father. He needs some time off for, you know, to be sure, a dad.
1: parental leave, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that led to a low point hangman and then hangman is like you know what i screwed it up for everybody so he goes out to confront the elite by himself and he insists on doing it alone which leads to him getting his ass horribly kicked like they kick him in the face like 20 times (laughs) jesus well, because they had to write him off right. TV for three months. He's like, right. So he's recovering from this horrible right. series of in,
1: head injuries. He's in the hospital. Right. Yeah, or whatever.
0: <laughs> right. Sure. And this also leads to a temporary civil war within the Dark Order because there's so, so, those that feel like they should have helped Hangman not get kicked in the head there. Right. And there were those that were like, no, it was the hard thing to do. I understand. But you need to understand this was for his own good. And I was like, no, it wasn't. He got kicked in the head. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pretty sure he's got a couple <laughs> concussions. That's not okay. Yeah. Like, you know, it's.
0: <laughs> But, yeah, because they're, like, trying to, like, you know, armchair psychologist him.
1: Sure, sure. So, so gotta that happens. get him to work out his issues.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Kenny Omega continues to be champion. And then until finally, finally, they come out and they're like, okay, there's going to be a ladder match to determine the next number one contender. And there'll be a mystery contender. <laughs> now, they've done this plenty of times. But yes, this, it turns out the mystery contender is Hangman Adam Page. Back from becoming a father and presumably healed from the hospital. Right, right.
1: Finally out of the hospital.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the, 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 lower, the lower graphics is finally showed up to work. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Man. there's some really good ones. Lazy. Like at one <laughs> like at one point he mentions if he beats Matt Hardy he's gonna buy a new lawnmower. So his his lower third for when he comes out for the Matt Hardy matches has decided on the snapper six fifty Z which is a which is a real lawnmower. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, a lot of gags <laughs> like tr- that. Sure. So Hangway comes out, wins the match, and now the elite are like, Oh, you're here, you're gonna try and fight us. Come on, you're always afraid And Hangway's like no i'm not like what what what? no you're afraid you've always been afraid i'm not afraid anymore and like it gets better he apologizes to the young bucks for costing them that match against ftr remember that's That's what originally pissed them off against he goes back and he apologizes to them for that it's like i'm sorry for that thing i did a year ago right yeah and he also pauses the Dark Order. He says he now believes himself. They start teaming up again. This leads to an amazingly goofy and amazingly charming match where the Elite are dressed up as Ghostbusters <laughs> for the Halloween episode. And then Excellent. Hangman shows up secretly disguised as a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man.
1: Oh, uh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's, this, there's a bit where one of the Young Bucks, I think it's, uh, I think it's Nick, is looking ahead and, like, suddenly behind him, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man stands behind him, takes off the mask, and reveals a very <laughs> angry Adam Page. <laughs> and, and Nick's like, he's right behind me, isn't he?
1: <laughs> I will say that has also made me want to rewatch the new Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs> that was so surprisingly solid movie.
1: We've talked about it several times on the podcast already, but it was just... It was so good. Like, yeah, I, like... I, I really, like, all of my my qualms with that movie were just so minor. Um, Like, there were a few things I think could have been done better, but I just... I'm just so overall happy with it. It was just a solid movie.
0: Yeah, for a movie that didn't need to exist, it was pretty solid. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know if it fully justified its existence, but it justified being a movie. (laughs) It's, It's how I describe it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to... I will say it did feel... Uh, at least from the can we get some female Ghostbusters level, I did feel like at least it felt like a little bit of a redemption. Uh, do I think mm. we needed that and that that in itself justified it? No. Um, no. But it was kind of a nice uh, touch that we are actually following a, you know, likable, reasonable, and actually hilarious and talented female Ghostbuster, so.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But I digress. Yeah, I should also mention at this point, Adam Cole has shown up, and so he's joined up with the Elite again. Well, because I mentioned way back that he was the reason Hangman Adam Page um, had to to become Hangman. Right, right. Yeah,
1: that was the delineation (laughs) between them.
0: Yeah. So he's also shown up, and he's there. And... um, Yeah, this leads to the Kenny Omega, Adam Page match, and, you know, he comes out, they have an amazing match, a key moment comes when the Young Bucks come out, after having previously gotten their asses kicked in an earlier match, by the way, so one of them has, like, ice on his neck and everything, and now they're coming out, and normally when they come out, they're helping Kenny Omega win, because they're heels, right? Sure. So they help interfere, like, they've slipped him a chair a couple of times, they've slipped thumbtacks. They've just punched the referee so the referee doesn't see what happens next as they, like, lowball somebody. Classic heel wrestling move. Sure. This happens all the time because the sure. referee doesn't see it. It's it, okay. di- it
1: didn't happen. That's right.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a whole thing. So.
1: I mean, seems logical up... to me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what ends up happening then is um, as Hangman kicks the shit out of Omega, there comes a moment where he's setting up for his finishing move and he bounces off one rope. One of the Young Bucks is there. And they just kind of look at him but don't do anything. He bounces off the other rope. The other the Young Bucks there. And he nods quietly. And Hangman hits his finishing move. Pins Kenny Omega. Wins.
1: That is an excellent story.
0: Right? <laughs> Again, this goes way back to him. He has to battle his insecurities. He has to deal with breaking friendships where he is as v- v- much in- just because the young Bucks were heels and he was a face doesn't mean he didn't wrong them.
1: Ah, Their yeah. feelings matter. <laughs> right. Mental health right? awareness within wrestling. We stand. Yes.
0: <laughs> and one of the big things is, you know, they've been playing into the fact that hangman has been insecure the whole time. Meanwhile, Omega's quietly be- been becoming more and more insecure because he's been relying on the young bucks. Sure. It's it like, it's great. Just psychological storytelling. And also, I need to shout out, when Hangman comes out for the match, the lower third says, we're proud of you, signed, Graphics Team.
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, Aww! <laughs> uh,
0: And so as it stands right now, Hangman has, um, his storyline has continued. They've actually done some interesting stuff with it so far, because his first opponent was uh, Brian Danielson, uh, also considered one of the best wrestlers in the world. And in his first title defense, he couldn't win. It went to a time limit draw. He just oh couldn't gosh. put his first opponent. And he's just like... "And So, you know, the thing is like, are you sure you're not a fluke? You couldn't beat your first opponent. So he, then he had to go back and actually beat his opponent. Sure. So he did eventually beat uh, Brian Danielson. And now his his opponent, after one of the best wrestlers in the world, is a 6 foot tie beast of a man who he's going to fight in a death match. Presumably he's going to win that because it would be weird for him to suddenly lose the title like that. Sure. You know, Make, but it makes a logical next challenge for him. And then presumably the opponent after that is going to be Adam Cole. Okay. Because he has to fight his other friend. Right, right. And I don't know if he's going to beat Adam Cole or not. That could actually be interesting. Hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, this is the basic, like, this is why I love the storyline. It's just very good character work. Like, this is the type of stuff you want to see on the wire. This, is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But with more clotheslines. You, you got Peter on the edge of a seat. Yeah, damn right you do. <laughs> I'd really hope to see some of these matches live someday.
1: Ah, yes, maybe but... someday it could happen, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we mentioned, um, who was it? Yeah, some of the wrestlers. Um, there's, there's some famous wrestlers from Cleveland. Just saying.
1: Hmm. Uh, like, I like... know that we've certainly had you know, matches hosted, so.
0: Yep. All I'm saying, if AEW comes to town, I recommend them. Hopefully the tickets aren't too expensive and there's not too much COVID.
1: That's, that's fair. Until yep. then, I'll just have to watch all the clips you send me and, and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> I've been posted a few. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because AEW just signed Danhausen, which I've mentioned before. He was on an episode or an episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, because yeah, he's he's the weird, like, vaguely Irish sailor demon man <laughs> who is very very polite, very evil. Lately, <laughs> uh, yes, and they've they've now hired him, so that'll be interesting to see. Anyway, that has been my overly long wrestling segment for this week.
1: I'm glad and that I we got I'm a right chance, it. though, for you to uh, go through the entirety of that story. It was a good
0: one. Um, yeah, it's a long one, though. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: And you are correct. We are about at time. Um, so, uh, yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to put out there before we wrap up for the evening?
0: Uh, I think you actually had a thing. What was it?
1: Oh, probably uh, outro.
0: That's the one. Three, two, one. Dick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, jailpipe tread like grease and chrome. From bumper, universal bearing, aerial breakshoe, shock absorber. Herbal. I should have said thank you, by the way. Uh Chris, hey, edit this in at the end. Thank you, Emily.
1: <laughs>
0: You're welcome, Peter. Th- <laughs> thank you for not making me do this alone again. <laughs> Anytime. Uh hasn't even been that long. I looked back, that was only like 16 episodes ago I did this solo. Oh, God.